The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. Braxton Todd cutting right up the middle. He's into the clear at the 30. It's a foot race down the near side hash mark. Look at Adams catch him from behind as he gets to him, but he breaks the tackle. Braxton Todd gets away and goes in for the score. On Saturday, October 9th, the undefeated Martinsburg Bulldogs travel to Painesville, Ohio for a matchup with the Riverside Beavers. Kickoff is scheduled for one with pregame coverage beginning at noon right here on TV10 and the WRNR TV YouTube channel. Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. And so you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Welcome into this Thursday, October 7th edition of the Sports Mix. Sponsored in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremation, Robert Fields & Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuis, along with Nick Verzellini, happy to have you with us, and... I'm about to lose my mind, you've been gone for so long, I'm running out of time. McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. Colin McLaughlin, the sports doctor, here today with the new intro that I just made about ten minutes ago. I like it. I had the How idea. Are you guys doing today? I had the idea yesterday, but yeah, doing doing pretty well. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing good. I'm All ready right, well, for the show today. The sports doctor. As Rob says, right? Isn't that how Rob says it? Pretty close, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not Italian, so I can't, I can't pull that Italian out of. But it. you are talking with your hands, so you're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> the sports doctor. All right, so everybody knows Colin joins the show to talk about one thing and one thing only on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, sometimes two, but today it's one thing. Same thing that you talked about on Tuesday. Yes, the same thing he always talks about. Well, for the most part, sometimes <laughs> sometimes if he has a free day or if he's nah, I'm just messing. He comes on and just talks, you know, whatever we're talking. So, Colin, you got more volleyball tonight? Yes, we do. Tonight at Spring Mills, the Martinsburg Bulldogs is going to go try and uh, win one at the Cardinal Coliseum, and it should be a uh, great matchup between those two. Last time Martinsburg got the win, but Tuesday, I, I think if uh, Martinsburg plays like they did. Spring Mills might have an easy match tonight. Obviously, it's any team can win every any given day in the EPAC. We say that every single time before a game comes on. And tonight will definitely be the uh, same mantra to go along with that. Spring Mills, Martinsburg, and, 6 o'clock is JV, and then varsity to follow. And I'll get some uh, content here from your play-by-play analyst the coach jim klein uh he says tough match tonight for the dogs on the road no it definitely is especially when you're now not sure i guess with the consistency when it comes to martinsburg because we went from arguably their best match of the season there against washington when we had them on air they looked absolutely like it could be a top tier team in the epac at least top three because Hedgesville and Musselman are the top two teams in the state, so it's going to be hard to beat them no matter who you are. But I would have put Martinsburg right behind them, but after what we saw Tuesday and then playing down to their opponent and Jefferson, I, I don't know where to exactly place this Martinsburg team, and I, I don't know if they know either what their identity is. And that's trouble, troubling if you're a uh, Bulldog fan since it's getting a crunch time in the season not many uh matches left before the playoffs you're definitely getting to crunch time and that's just one of those things that you can't have happen when you're down you know this point into the season is you were taken to the brink by a jefferson team that hasn't won very much this year hasn't won at all hasn't won at all the only the only sets they've won are against you now yes so you can't that's just not something that i don't think can be done if you're going to build a playoff team from what I can remember, too, it seems like 
Spring Mills is getting better each and every game, or at least they've been playing you know solid volleyball all season. So I would say that they definitely have a shot tonight, and it should be a competitive match again. Yeah, the first time we saw Spring Mills was, I believe, our only time that we saw Spring Mills was at the beginning of the year. So it was one of their first matches, yeah, of the year against Hedgesville. Went uh, three sets to one. They won the first set Mm -hmm. against Hedgesville, but then Hedgesville won the next three, and it was just a sloppy performance by Spring Mills in those final couple sets. But obviously, they won one set against the number two team in the state. That's saying something. Yeah, definitely. And if they play like that, Martinsburg, as Jim commented, is going to be a tough match against the Spring Mills Cardinals there at the Cardinal Coliseum. And uh, what kind of things are you looking forward to in this match? I'm looking for answers after Tuesday on the Martinsburg side. Are they going to come out and be the same team that we saw Tuesday? They're going to be the Martinsburg that we saw a week ago. Yeah. They need to figure that out. We're going to see if Mike uh, Nelson, the head coach for Martinsburg, tweaked anything or if it's going to be the same old, same old. I mean, Amoni Fennel hopefully still stays to the level that she was. She was by far the best player on Martinsburg on Tuesday against Jefferson. But you need the Bishop sisters. You need Emily Valls, everybody else, Jaden Lynn Joseph, Bella Ray, to all step up if you want to get a win because the – one of the biggest issues was allowing Jefferson to come back. I mean, it was six-point lead sometimes that Martinsburg had, and they just let slip away, and it was mostly errors on their own end. Don't get me wrong, Jillian Britton, who I've said plenty of times, if you even watched the uh, match, I made a comment that I could probably close my eyes, say that Jillian Britton hit it and be correct, because she was all over the court on Jefferson's side. Absolutely kept the Cougars in the match. But it was also errors on Martinsburg's side that gave easy points to Jefferson, and a lot of them were down ball errors, free ball errors that went out, kills that went into the net. So you're scratching your head for Martinsburg on how they're going to perform late in the year. Yeah, and I think that that's you know something that you have to you have two you had really one full day of practice to. To, you know, go over that in practice yesterday if you were the Martinsburg coaching staff and the players. But you, you've you come so far this year, and you don't want to see it just dwindle down at the end. Yeah, and it's difficult, too, because, as you just said, one day of practice and then another match, do you want to rest your players? Are you wanting to have a pretty hard, disciplined practice to drill it in their head that Tuesday night was unacceptable? End of discussion. I don't know what Mike Nelson was thinking. I guess we'll see tonight for the varsity match, which should probably start a little bit after 7, but make sure to tune into that JV match as well. It's always fun to see the uh, future stars for both sides of uh, Spring Mills and Martinsburg. Again, 6 p.m. for that. 5.45 is the pregame with myself and Jim Klein. Yeah, and uh, you know, looking forward to our schedule next week, we'll have two volleyball matches, but then we'll get a week off You'll get a week off of calling volleyball after that. Yeah, I believe so. I'll keep looking to see if a new game has been picked up, and maybe we'll try to pick something up there. But what I saw at the beginning of the season, there was nothing on the schedule. And you'll see both of these teams once next week with Musselman playing both games. Sounds good. Definitely have, have always. You not, did you not know this? Game? Definitely always fun to see the Musselman Appleman. Yeah. Typically, I will sometimes forget. I'll be honest. Who goes? Or uh, I always look one week at a time with my matchups, but just to get preparation and everything, don't always want to look too far ahead and miss something for the next night. So He's got the Craig Hunter mentality. Yeah. Take it one week at a time. Yeah, we heard from Craig Hunter yesterday on the show, and uh, later on after this segment we will hear from Spring Mills head football coach Josh Sims. This segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. Thanks for calling, for coming in. If you want to stay, you can. If not, you can get back to work. Maybe come we'll in get later. Back we'll get to work, maybe. Maybe we'll come see. in later. We'll talk a little bit more sports. Okay. All right. We'll have more with Josh Sims next on the Sports Mix. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. 
I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. Braxton Todd cutting right up the middle. He's into the clear at the 30. It's a foot race down the near side hash mark. Look at Adams catch him from behind as he gets to him, but he breaks the tackle. Braxton Todd gets away and goes in for the score. On Saturday, October 9th, the undefeated Martinsburg Bulldogs travel to Painesville, Ohio for a matchup with the Riverside Beavers. Kickoff is scheduled for one with pregame coverage beginning at noon right here on TV10 and the WRNR TV YouTube channel. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of the Sports Mix. Moving ever closer to two days of high school football right here on TV 10 and Talk Radio WRNR. Well, one night of football on Talk Radio WRNR due to our uh, West Virginia Mountaineers contract only on TV 10 and WRNR TV on Saturday for the Martinsburg game. Yep, it's two pretty good games, I think. Musselman and Hedgesville will be intriguing. Uh, We'll certainly keep our eyes on the other EPAC matchups. And then on Saturday... Um, you know, as a team in Riverside that's trying to get better, trying to build a program to be on Martinsburg's level and seem to be building, you know, something as a five and two team in the state of Ohio. And, and they really like to run the ball. Yeah. Run the ball way more than passing the ball. Yeah, I mean they have kind of a smaller quarterback, but it should be a, a good matchup down there in Ohio. So two good games to get excited for and I'm excited because, you know, you and I get to be back on the air for uh, high school football, and it will be my Martinsburg debut, which I'm excited for. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about a non-Martinsburg game. We'll talk about Martinsburg tomorrow and more of Hedgesville and Musselman, but we'll talk Spring Mills. We caught up with head coach Josh Sims the other day, and uh, there this week, they're at home, second home game in a row, actually second home game of the season because that game against Washington on September 3rd was canceled due to COVID. But they're playing a Frankfurt team coming in that uh, comes in at three and four and two, two straight losses though, uh, to Maryland high schools, and a huge win previous to that over Berkeley Springs, twenty-one nothing win over Washington on the tenth of September, twenty-eight to one to eight win, twenty-one to eight win over Hampshire, week two, and then week one a nineteen to nothing win over Moorefield. But uh, it's going to be a contest that. Josh Sims and the Spring Mills Cardinals hope to get back on track. Yeah, this is a Frankfurt school that while they are double A, they provide a challenge. So, you know, usually one of the top teams in double A obviously already beat Washington, who's a triple A school. So this will be a challenge, I think, for Spring Mills. It's a winnable football game, but it really could go either way and they can't overlook this Frankfurt team. 
I'm excited for this one. I think it, it could be a really good game. Yeah, I think it could be a game, a good game as well. And now we'll welcome to the program head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims. You guys had a tough loss last week to Hedgesville. It was a it was a big rivalry game. How is that? How did your team do? You know, they got the loss, but what were some good things that your team did? Um, you know, I, I think I think for most of the game, you know, we we played pretty uh, pretty good defense. You know, um, you know, obviously giving up 20, 20 points, you, you don't want to give up twenty points, but. You know, we also put the defense in, in a couple spots, you know, with, um, you know, uh, some special teams things um, where they were already backed up and uh, already kind of in a bad situation. So, you know, I'd say the biggest positive from Friday night, um, you know, would definitely be that, you know, uh, again, for, for uh, other than a few lapses def- defensively, you know, the kids did their jobs. Coach, uh, heading into the year, you talked a lot about having a young team. Uh, through your five games so far, your two and three. So, how would you kind of evaluate what you've seen uh, from your guys? Yeah, and I, th- I think it's just that, and you know, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, compiled on top of that was, you know, the the, you know, the two bye weeks, you know, w- within the first few games. So, you know, like I said, you know, if you if you got an inexperienced team, you know, that's a situation where you know that kind of hits you a little bit hard. But you know, at the same time, you know, when you know, the offensive side of the ball, special teams and defense, you know, I think, you know, we got a team right now that really has got to recognize that, you know, at, at the end of the day, you can't have, you know, 10 guys doing their assignment right. You know, you have to have 11. You know, and a lot of times, you know, especially um, offensively and special teams-wise, we'll, we'll have 10 guys doing their job or, or nine guys doing their job. And, and, and you know, we really kind of got to mature, you know, as a football team and recognize that's not good enough. You know, at the end of the day, it's got to be all 11. And, and uh, you know, if you're not getting that, you know, you're not going to be consistent. You're not going to get the results you want to get. And looking forward now to this week, you guys play a Frankfurt team. Uh, the team comes in 4-2 and two on the season. They uh, defeated, you know, a team in the EPAC, Washington, 21 nothing about a month ago. What are some things you've seen from them on film? Yeah, they're going to be very similar heads. You know, they're going to want to run down your throat. You know, they're going to come in here with the wing key. Now, this year, different from last year, they they will uh, get in the spread sometimes. You know, again, a, a little like Hedgesville uh, does. They'll try to slow the game down, hold the ball, and take your offense out of it. Um, again, just like Hedgesville did, which they did a very good job at. Um, so, you know, in a lot of ways, it's going to be a very similar game. Um, and, and uh, you know, you know, again, you know, our kids are just really going to need to come in and, uh, you know, get a good week of practice um, and uh, play assignment football. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Um, you know, do your job and take care of business. Coach, even though they're kind of a smaller school, uh, you know, usually one of the tougher teams at 2A, so what kind of challenge do you think they provide for you guys in, in still keeping that high level of competition even though they're a smaller school? Oh, you know, the when you look at a Frankfurt or a school like that, or even a Kaiser, um, you know what, what they can do with 28 guys is what a lot of programs can do with 60. You know, so you know they're going to have tough kids. You know they're going to have committed kids. Um, you know they're going to have disciplined kids. Um, and you know, whenever you can get those three things, um, that, that's going to present a problem. And you know, we ran into that last year up at their place uh, when you know we had Keon and Chase Henson. We had you know those talented seniors where um, we went in there and they and they, and they hit us in the mouth and they shocked us. Um, so it's one of those things where you know they're going to play uh, once again play disciplined football. They're going to play team football. Um, and uh, they're they're gonna you know believe in, in their system and what they're doing. Um, so you know, you, none of us here are taking Frankfurt lightly. You know, and especially after last week, uh, you know, Hedges all hitting us in the mouth, and with Frankfurt beating us last year. So, you know, this is one of those games for us, double way or not. You know, Frankfurt's a tough football team. And back to back home games from last week to this week, and then you have an away game, and then you finish with three home games. What do you think your crowd's going to mean to you going towards the end of that year, kind of fighting for potentially the kind of the back end of the playoffs? Yeah, no, I mean it's, it's always nice and pl- uh, to play in front of your uh, you know your home crowd. So um, you know we had that big drought of home games there at the beginning of the year. Um, so you know obviously it'll be nice to finish things out at home. What are some keys for you guys to get the win this week? Uh, discipline football, um, you know, assignment football. Uh, 
you know, and, and also too, you know, we've been a little snake bitten at the quarterback position. You know, we've had two two games this year where our starting quarterback went down the second series of the game. Um, so you know, it's one of those things where uh, you know it's things you can't help. Um, but you know, we definitely uh, need to get healthy and 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 find a way to be durable. Because um, you know, again, when when you start lose some of these starters in high school football, you know it makes things a little difficult. But you know, again, with us, a lot of it's just you know eliminating a lot of the mistakes. You know, shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, we're getting caught offensively in way too many second and twenties. You know, whether it be a holding call or uh, you know a false start in the second fifteen. You know, so we got to eliminate those penalties so we put ourselves in a better position. You know, defensively, I think we just need to keep shoring up what we've been doing. You know, again, uh, you know, just eliminate some of the, uh, you know, assignment lapses we get sometimes in the interior line. Um, uh, so, so yeah, and, and, you know, with Frankfurt, like I said, like Hedgesville, it's going to be very similar. Uh, we got to definitely watch out for their pop passes. And also on special teams, uh, we got to eliminate, you know, we got to start shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, we had a kickoff last week that bounced off our knee, and, and they went and recovered it, and those are huge momentum swings. So, you know, at the end of the day, it really comes down to just a, a lot of the, the little things and, and, you know, eliminate these, you know, you know uh, shooting ourselves in the foot mistakes. All right, Coach. Thanks for joining us. Best of luck this week, and we'll be out of practice to get some interviews next week. That was head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims. And, you know, as I said at the end of that uh, interview right there, uh, Nick and I will be out of practice next week. I'll get some interviews for the Martinsburg Spring Mills game next week. Yeah, excited to get out there and uh, finally get out there. and see uh, Coach Sims for the first time in person. It'll be yeah. I mean, different. I think it's crazy that we're October seventh. We've been doing this show now for two months. Would be Saturday, the ninth, and we still haven't been to all the high schools yeah. yet. It's just crazy to think, but it's just. You know, the schedule's worked out the way that they have worked out. And, uh, you know, this Friday, tomorrow, uh, Spring Mills will play Frankfurt. Are they? They're double-A, right? Yes. Yeah, they are double-A. Okay. Uh, so, I don't necessarily – that won't really count much in the playoff Well, I mean, races. you still get nine points for yeah. win if you're able to win. And Frankfurt's pretty good, so they're going to have some good bonus points for you too. So, every game matters, man. Every game does matter, and uh, – one voice that you didn't hear this week, won't hear this week, head coach of the Washington Patriots. Unfortunately, we did an interview with him on Tuesday, like we always do. Went to start editing it on our editing software, and our editing software just decided to go kaput. And yeah. then I tried to bring it back up. Like, this has happened once before. Brought it back up, hit resume where I was, and it was gone. So we lost that, unfortunately. I apologize to Coach normally, for not getting yeah, it out there. Normally we would call him back, but had a bye this week, so he really didn't have that much to yeah. say anyway. So it wasn't the end of the world, but definitely always like to hear from Coach on the show and, and get Washington fans that, that information. Yeah, we'll, we'll obviously have him back next week. They have a matchup next week. Um, do not know who they play off the top of my head next week. Too many games, too many different things going on right now for me to remember every team who they're playing next week at the moment. Uh, they are playing Preston next week. That is a home game. No, it might not be a home game. Again, their WVSSAC schedule says all their games are at home. So, could be wrong, um, but they'll play Preston next week. And then we'll be back to broadcasting Friday, Martinsburg, Saturday, Shepard next week. Yep, Shepard will go to Millersville. And this week, unfortunately, as we mentioned, we will not have that Shepard game due to the Martinsburg game, but we'll be back next week. We'll be back at practice on Wednesday like we usually are. Hopefully we'll get another episode of Inside Stuff with B-Ruff. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to talk to him, but yeah. If you're tuning in, B-Ruff, text Nick. (laughs) All right, we've reached the end of this segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore, cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, family owned and operated, 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. When we come back, we'll talk playoff baseball. Good one last night in LA that went down to the wire in the ninth inning. And there'll be a, we'll talk about the Nats tie in that as well, a dual Nats tie. Two players on the field and 
Somebody went to cheer him on last night. Well, two guys did. That's next on the Sports Mix. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. try to collect on an insurance claim, perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. When it comes to breast cancer, early detection is the key. During the month of October, WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center and Jefferson Medical Center will offer 3D mammogram screening clinics to women 40 and older on select Saturdays at our Women's Imaging Centers in Ranson and Spring Mills for just $60. This discounted fee helps patients who haven't met their deductible, whose insurance doesn't include one with an annual exam, or for those with no insurance. Schedule your 3D mammogram today. Call WVU Medicine at 1-844-802-2734. Option now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. A little Hotel California. Nice Eagles throwback there. And reminds me of my dad, one of his favorite songs. Uh, shout out, Dad. I hope you're listening. I know you usually do listen or watch on, on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, now let's talk some baseball. Last night, walk-off, ninth inning, 1-1 game in Los Angeles at Chavez Ravine. Crazy game. And it kind of started out not – uncharacteristic for Max Scherzer on the mound. He gave up a run early and gave up some base runners early, but finally settled in like he usually does in the second and in the third innings. And I think he only went five innings. I think that could be correct. He had a lot of pitches last night. I think he had 70. Maybe he went six innings. He went, he, uh, I know he had 78 pitches at one point. I think it may have been in the fifth inning. So interesting thing there, but, uh, I didn't get to watch all of the game, but apparently... He went four and a third. He went four and a third, so he went to the five innings. But he refused to give ball to Dave Roberts before exiting the game. And that 100% sounds like Max Scherzer from his Nationals days. Yeah, and luckily for the Dodgers, it worked out and they were able to get the win. I had said, though, like you got to look out for St. Louis in this one-game wild card, and they, they put up a good fight. Uh, obviously, it went to extra innings. Um so the the Cardinals, you know, they had they had a great end to their season. It's kind of disappointing with how the format works out that they don't get to still have a chance to move on. But obviously, the Dodgers shouldn't really have been in that wild card game with no. 106 wins. So uh, now they have to play the Giants in what should be a great series that I think probably goes seven games, and and we'll see how that works out too. Because as you yeah. mentioned, Kershaw not available for the Dodgers, so. No Trevor Bauer, obviously, still on the, uh, I guess, sus- exempt, suspended, slash, yeah. whatever it is. He probably won't play baseball again. Yeah, or at least not for a while. Yeah, and uh, I almost had a bad beat like you did a couple weeks ago. Here's <laughs> here's what I said yesterday on the show, thanks to Colin. 
I guess it was Monday on the or Tuesday on the show. Thanks to Colin McLaughlin for cutting this. The 106 win Dodgers in the wild card host the number 590 win Cardinals. Easiest decision of my life, Dodgers. That almost came back to bite me yesterday. Yeah, it was a very close game. Yeah, no, definitely. And like I said, in in these one card one game wild cards, you never really know what can happen. St. Louis was hot heading in. They had won, you know, almost 15 games. I think it was 15 games in a row at one point. Uh, toward the end of the season so they were a team that was playing good baseball but obviously ran into that powerhouse that is the la dodgers and um that's always tough to do and yeah so they're eliminated yeah they're eliminated and uh in the crowd yesterday one of the few things you'll see another major league player in the same league sitting front row at a wild card game that very player Plays for the Washington Nationals, Juan Soto, and the hitting coach of the Nationals, Kevin Long. K. Long, they went out to cheer on Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. And uh, funny enough, they were in the front. So they're in the front row. Soto had a a Nationals Trey Turner jersey on, and Kevin Long had a Nationals Max Scherzer jersey on. So if you knew who Juan Soto was, and you're like, is that Juan Soto? You were in the crowd. You very much could have gotten a picture with him yesterday. I'm sure uh, most of the people at the game probably know who Juan Soto is. But yeah, um, yeah, I, that's interesting. I don't think you see that in any sport very often, where a former teammate goes to support their uh, their old teammates. I think that on just shows team. how much that that the camaraderie and the the friendship and everything on that Nationals roster that won the World Series. I think it just goes to show how tight they really were. And I know I listened to Ryan Zimmerman. He joined in D.C., the sports junkies, every Thursday morning. And they would always ask him because Max would do some crazy thing where he'd, you know, give up no runs, give up one run that like the late night before. And they would bring they would talk about it. And he'd be like, uh, Ryan would be like, yeah, I text him probably three to four times a week. We text all the time. Um, glad he's doing great out there. You know, it'd be nice to see him come back here next year since he's a free agent. And it's the, that camaraderie on that 19 World Series winning team in the Nationals just goes to show how far it goes that, you know, they went, you know, their season ended for the Nats on Sunday. And Juan Soto could be back in um, his home country. I'm not sure it's home country off the top of my head. Uh, he could be back in the Dominican Republic right now. Yeah. But. He went over to L.A., supported one of his good friends in Trey Turner and uh, Max Scherzer. And alongside him, not surprised, the mogul when it comes to agents in baseball. You know who that is? No. Scott Boris. So it leads me to believe they're starting to think about an extension in D.C., Yeah, or think about a trade into L.A. (laughs) Whoa, don't bring that up, Nick. Don't bring that up. I mean, it's possible. We right? keep but losing they, everybody in D.C. I don't want to lose Juan Soto. They do have three years of arbitration left, or four years, I think it is, is what I looked up. So Yeah, but you want to get them an extension while you uh, Yeah, definitely. But I'm just saying they do have some control, so they don't have to move him if, if he wanted it out or whatever. But I don't think he wants out, obviously, because he was wearing Nats gear. He wasn't wearing Dodgers gear. Yeah, I mean, if he was That's there wearing a trade, the tur- if he was wearing a, the Trey Turner Dodger jersey, I would have had a little bit. I would have been a little bit confused, to be honest. <laughs> I would have been like, you probably can easily get one of his jerseys because they probably still have a ton backlogged at, at in the, near the Nats team store at Nats Park, yeah. and that they sell for like ten dollars or whatever <laughs> to yeah, just to get him away. Um, but yeah, uh, let's turn our attention now to the ALDSs. They start tonight or this afternoon, really. You mentioned I thought it, I thought they were both starting tonight, but I forget when there's two games. They start one around four and one around eight, so you, everybody's going to be able to watch each game. They're both on Fox Sports One. The first game pits the White Sox against the Astros. Lance Lynn for the White Sox, and let me pull this up. Lance McCullers Jr. McCullers. McCullers Jr. for the Astros. He's 1-2 and two in 14 games in the postseason, 3.28 ERA, striking out 53 and 46 in two-thirds innings. And Lance Lynn, 
his playoff career goes like this 26 games 5 and 4 4.8 ERA in 54.1 innings he's had 52 strikeouts so it'll be probably a big strikeout game this the, afternoon the battle of the lances yeah who is the better lance Trey Lance Lance McCullers Lance Lynn <laughs> I don't know. Trey Lance? Yeah, Trey Lance, I don't know. He might he might Why'd show you up. just I don't think he'll show up there. Forty ers might trade him to Houston <laughs> for Deshaun. I mean that could happen. You never know. Hmm. You really sense, never know. But, yeah. Uh but that game in Minimade Park in Houston, I think it'll be a start of a good series. Yeah, I think that that's an interesting series. Chicago obviously, you know, bringing in Tony LaRusso as the manager has helped them make a lot of strides forward because they had a talented roster they just weren't getting it done and and this year they were able to make the postseason win the division so you know two pretty high-powered offenses um you know some good pitching matchups as well i'm looking forward to the series i think it'll be very competitive i do think houston wins as i said the other day but um you know the white Sox have some talent and obviously have one of the best managers in the history of the game in lures so yeah and now we'll talk about the other game going on today. That's the other ALDS, the series opener, at just about 8.07 p.m. on Fox Sports 1 as well. Red Sox are in Tampa Bay at Tropicana Field in St. Pete, Florida. Rodriguez going for the Red Sox. That is Eduardo Rodriguez. Is I'm saying that right? Eduardo yes. Rodriguez. He's uh, played in eight postseason games, has an eight point one ERA over ten innings with eleven strikeouts. In twenty twenty one he pitched in thirty two games, thirteen and eight, four point seven four ERA in hundred and fifty seven point two innings, striking out hundred and eighty five. And then for the Rays, it will be Let me let it let it load up here for a second. Shane McClanahan. Shane McClanahan. Um I'm I don't know why my phone's being very so. There we go. He has played in four postseason games, an 8.31 ERA, 4.1 innings pitched, four strikeouts. And in this season, he pitched in 25 games, 10 and 6 record, 3.43 ERA over 123.1 innings with 141 strikeouts. That should be a good game down at Tropicana. Yeah, I think Tampa probably wins that series relatively easily just because they have the better overall team. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez going tonight. He's a former Oriole prospect, so I'm pretty familiar with him. They traded him for Andrew Miller a few years ago, or probably like almost 10 years ago now. <laughs> uh, but that was a big trade at the time. And Eduardo is solid, but I think Tampa wins that series. Um, you know, just a better overall team, better pitching, solid, timely hitting. They'll win the series. And, uh, you know, Boston's a solid team, obviously. They they beat the Yankees. I didn't really expect that. But, you know, moving forward, I think Tampa Bay, with the experience they had last year in the postseason, they'll, they'll get it done and, and find a way to win that series. And probably, uh, well, it's a five-game series. So I'll say they win in like four, which is a relatively longer than normal, I guess. And I guess some news that I didn't see, uh, back to the um – the uh, the Astros series versus the White Sox. Uh, both teams have left off veteran pitchers off their roster. Houston right-hander Jake Ordorizzi, Ordorizzi, I think is his name. He was left off the roster for the Astros, and Dallas Keuchel left off the roster for Chicago or Dallas, not Dallas for Houston. Uh, Dallas Keuchel left off the roster for Chicago. So interesting that they leave Keiko off the roster. Yeah, the former Astro Dallas Keiko as well. Yep, and uh, tomorrow we'll talk probably a little bit more baseball. Not as long, not a whole segment, maybe just a little bit at the end of the show because tomorrow's the Football Friday edition of the Sports Mix. But uh, we've hit our final break. This segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. That's ParsonsFord.com. When we come back, we'll talk a little NFL. More uh, news coming about out about the Washington football team trainer in hot water in with a uh, DEA investigation. And we'll talk some other NFL news. Uh, Thursday Night Football, look ahead at that. And... Some interesting criminal news coming about out about ex-NBA players. Similar situation happened a few years ago in the NFL. That is next on the Sports Mix. 
with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. This is Matt Miller, along with my wife, Dale. As homeowners, we've been through the mortgage process several times, and each time we went to Mark and Cheryl Savitt at the Mortgage Center. They treat you like family with personal one-on-one service, walking with you through the process from application to settlement. Plus, low interest rates and closing costs. The Mortgage Center is on Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Phone 304-267-9040. Or online at mortgagefinancing.com. NMLS number 237527, equal housing lender. The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. New tailback out there. Snap goes back. Hand off to that tailback. He breaks it. How do you like that? Kyle Whaley. He's to the 20, the 15, the 10, the 5, and into the end zone. We have EPAC action this Friday night as the 3-3 Hedgesville Eagles host the 1-4 Musselman Appleman. Kickoff at 7 p.m. with pregame beginning at 6 p.m., which follows the sports mix at 5 p.m. Right here on Talk Radio WRNR and on TV 10. This year's Mountain State Apple Harvest Festival features two fun-filled days at the Berkeley County Youth Fairgrounds with events for the entire family to enjoy. Join us Saturday, October 16th and Sunday, October 17th for two days of activities including food trucks, pop-up shops, apple contests, a live concert, and a special appearance by sports celebrity Daryl Strawberry. There's so much to see and do at this year's Mountain State Apple Harvest Festival. So like us on Facebook and stay up to date, msahf.com. Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment here on Thursday, October 7th for the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, happy to have you with us today as we will talk some uh, some headlines around the area, around uh, some sports in the area as well that we cover here on Talk Radio WRNR. Uh, one of those being more information coming out about the investigation into Washington football team trainer uh, Ryan Vermillion, it's related to prescription drugs, quote, the possibility of diversion of prescription drugs, quote, end quote, to the people who did to people who did not have a legitimate reason to get them. That's according to sources familiar with the situation with the excuse me, familiar with the investigation. Can't get my words out there. Um, but by that, it kind of makes me presume that he was prescribing pills illegally. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So, you know, a tough situation here in, in Washington and, um, you know, not a good look for the, the team right now. And uh, news came out yesterday that ex-team trainer, I guess I'm really former team trainer that I believe was here under Joe Gibbs, if I remember correctly, he, um, or he was on the medical staff for 37 years, 25 of which were spent as a head athletic trainer. That's Lamar Bubba Tire. He came out to practice the other day. He retired following the 2009 season, having been originally hired in 1971 as one of the first staff members of Hall of Fame coach George Allen. Um, I guess he's just, I guess he asked if they needed an assistance, and he 
you know, he's doing it on a volunteer basis. But I think that's pretty, uh, it's pretty nice of him to do that. Yeah, it's kind of different. You don't really hear something like that very often. Obviously, though, this is a situation where you don't experience that very often. Yeah. So for him to do that, that's that's pretty cool. That obviously shows that he enjoyed his time in Washington and still feels a little bit of loyalty to the franchise. And, uh, you know, the athletic trainer being put on administrative leave doesn't really help uh, when you have a ton of injured players on your team. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, this is a team that's that had a rough late week with injuries. You know, Bostic went down. Um, you know, he's got a pretty serious injury. They had some other guys go down as well. Obviously, you know, to start the season, they had a big injury with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So they're in a situation now where – not only are they having this kind of side distraction, but they've had a lot of injuries, and the person that is responsible for this side distraction, excuse me, um, you know, is the guy that would be the one helping these players get back uh, to the field. So it, it's definitely not the ideal situation for the football team uh, in 2021. Wow, I guess the NFL, so I'm reading this from Tom Palisaro of NFL Media. The NFLPA told agents this morning that it has formally notified the NFL that it has opened an investigation into last week's DEA raid of the office and home of Washington football team head athletic trainer Ryan Vermillion. A long statement that says, uh, you may be aware that current head athletic trainer for the Washington football team, Ryan Vermillion, is involved in a federal criminal matter, the work office and home of Ryan Vermillion were raided by the Drug Enforcement Agency and one of our players has been contacted by federal investigators. Ryan Vermillion has worked for the NFL for NFL clubs for many years and the DEA slash prosecutors may contact additional players, but not clearly explained, but not clearly explain the matter. If your client is contacted by the DEA or any federal government entity, please immediately contact the NFL PA legal department or agent administration department. And we'll, we will assist the player with the next step, the steps, the NFLPA has formally notified the NFL that we have opened an investigation into the matter since it involves an NFL club senior medical staff member and relates to players' health, safety, and medical care. So now the NFLPA taking steps to get involved in this to figure out what is going on because, again, we really haven't heard a lot yeah. on the record about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, obviously, the full situation here. It definitely needs an investigation and uh we'll kind of see where where this goes from here but we continue to talk about uh players being injured yesterday at practice no cam sims diami brown or curtis samuel at practice that really hurts uh according to what i just read a moment ago let me see if i can find it uh curtis samuel is on a side practice field working with the strength and conditioning staff so that could be a big blow after just getting him back last week yeah, it also probably has to do with the fact that he missed several weeks. Yeah. So they're trying to get him still back to game-playing shape. And that, that, I think that's probably more so it than, than an injury. You know, work him on the side, get him doing some extra things that you wouldn't normally do at this point in the season with players. So maybe that's what it is, uh, trying to get him back to full strength so then, you know, in the next few weeks he can be the player that they hoped he would be when they signed him. In the offseason. Yep. And now, uh, so they have put Logan Thomas on injured reserve. That is short-term IR uh, because he's going to he's week-to-week, I guess, with the hamstring injury. But to miss at least four weeks, they have signed tight end Jordan – or Jordan – Jay Sternberger. Uh, he's a former Packer. I believe he was drafted in the third round in 2019 by Green Bay. He played 18 games over the last two seasons, and he spent the 2020 season as a primary backup to Robert Tunyon and finished the year with 12 catches, 114 yards, and a, excuse me, a touchdown. Yeah, I believe he uh, came out of Ohio State a few years ago and was a decent prospect, but obviously you know, he hasn't really had an opportunity yet, so we'll see how he works out. I mean – they got some guys on the roster. Is this Samus Reyes' time? Is is it his time to shine? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's 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 what will happen. We'll figure that out on Sunday at probably eleven fifteen a.m. Do they still have Seals Jones? They yeah, him, he's right? going to be their starter. Yeah, so they'll be okay at tight end. I mean, 
But do you keep the the question that comes to Ron Rivera at this point would be, do you keep too active and leave too inactive? Or do you activate a guy that's never played it in a regular season game? Or do you activate a guy that has played with the Packers that doesn't know the playbook? Yeah, I mean, that's a tough decision. I, I think you usually go with the veteran guy or at least the guy with some experience. But also, you know, Reyes knows the playbook. Maybe he'd fit in well. But isn't his main issue blocking too? Yeah. So if you're looking for a guy to block, you know, uh, the new guy that they decide, he could certainly fill that role, I think, a little bit better, even if it is, um, you know, an unfamiliarity with the playbook. So just kind of – they probably have to change some things up, you know, use some different sets. I don't know how much Washington exactly – goes to like power formations and uses a lot of their two tight end sets. I don't think it's a ton because Thomas is the main guy that you see involved. Obviously Seals Jones has some red zone uh talents, so we'll we'll kind of see how they how they go with that, but you know, it just kind of depends. I mean, at the end of the day, football is football. Yeah. So, hey, just tell me who to hit, right? If you're if you're blocking them. <laughs> yeah. Uh Rock no, doesn't watch film, so like why does Jace Sternberger need to know the offense? <laughs> Let's talk about some other NFL news. We talked briefly about yesterday that the Patriots were going to release cornerbacks, all pro cornerback Stephon Gilmore, and there was two. There's come some potential trade rumors, and that happened yesterday afternoon as the Carolina Panthers got Stephon Gilmore from the New England Patriots right before they were going to cut him and traded a, I think it's a sixth round pick, yes, a 2023 sixth round pick to back to New England. Uh, the 31-year-old who's from nearby Rock Hill, South Carolina, is expected to come off the pup list after week six. So he's, you know, going to have a, a couple more weeks to get ready. Yeah, and obviously, you know, I feel like the Patriots should have traded him a while ago. Yes, yeah. he's been in trade rumors for a long time, it seems like, and they only get a six-round pick back for a guy that's a former defensive player of the year and an all-pro caliber player. So. I understand why they got that at this point, but you know probably should have been a deal done a while ago. Yeah, exactly. And some other quick news: we'll talk about the Green Bay Packers have reached an agreement with former Dallas Cowboys linebacker Jalen Smith, as he was cut the other day. It doesn't look like it's a suspension kind of thing that you yeah. potentially could have hinted at, but we still don't know. Uh, but that's it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin for coming on, Josh Sims for talking with us the other day, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Dupuy. Tomorrow you'll hear from head coach of the Muscleman Appleman, Brian Thomas, head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles, and Britt Sherman. That's today's show.